Nobody would step up to the plate. Nobody was willing to do it. There's been many calls for a podcast to break down the playoff chase. And so I thought, what better time than now? I'm in my car, driving home from work. There's traffic on I-15, heading northbound. Was listening to Noah K on stick season. I know it's the summer, but I thought, turn that off, and let's drop a podcast for everybody. Why not myself to do it? So going into the playoffs, we've got a few days left. Three, three and a half days left before the playoff seedings are done. But number one seed's locked up. Jared Butters has it with a record-setting win-loss record. Disappointing for most. I think most people are rooting against Jared this year, but he looked in the face of us and said, I'm still here. I've been the number one seed the last three or four years. I'm going to do it again. So he did it, and i got to give him credit for that. I will note, though, that he's not the top scoring team, and – He's only finished a week as the top overall season scorer once. So I know I brought that up on the group me and people keep misunderstanding me. I'm not saying for that week, he was the top scorer only once. I'm saying for the whole season, total points, he ended the week as a top scorer only once. The beginning of the season, Scooter was the top scorer for the season for many, for a month or so. Then I was, I took it over as the, I took over the lead. Scooter was second. Then Jared came, coming, coming, coming. And he overpassed me, but it only lasted for a few days. I took him back over. So is Jared the favorite to win it all? I don't think so. But by getting a buy in the first round, I think he is one of the top two favorites. That buy is super valuable. So I'm the second seed. It's locked up. I'm playing Nate this week and Javi. I could go on two and still lock up the second seed. So could Jared with the first seed. So first two seeds are locked up. My team, I'm feeling good about my team right now. And I think I might say I have at least – as good odds as anyone else to win it all. My pitching staff's been the best all year. I've got the number one total points in pitching. And I think I've got a deep bench going right now with Gallon, Snell, who's been probably the best pitcher over the last month, last six weeks. Lozardo, Kershaw's coming back this week or next week. So before I should have to play, because me and Jared get two weeks off, um, Kershaw should be back. Yuri Perez should be back. Then we've got um, Dylan Cease, who dropped negative 70 this week, but can put up 70 on any given day. He's a little risky right now, but has a lot of upside when he shots. I've got Mauro Kelly, who's solid, drops like consistent 40. Erod, same. And now at the deadline, I was able to add a couple of good relievers. Andre Munoz is now a closer, paid up for hobby for him. Um, and Jared's got, he's got Acuna, who is the best player, total points, maybe other than Otani in the league. And, you know, Jared's, had some slips lately, though. Joe Ryan used to be so good, and now he's bad. Um, Corey Seager came back, so that helps. He's relying on Chris Sale. He mentioned that he's like excited to get Chris Sale back. I hope he starts Chris Sale in the playoffs. So that's where we're at. Um, Jared doesn't have as much alpha as he did in the past years. He doesn't have Freeman or Trout, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the front first two seats. And then three, four, and five are locked in, but not the order. So Jared, Scooter, no, Scooter. Nate and Murphy have the three, four, and five seeds, but we don't know the order yet. They're tied with records right now. I don't know what the tiebreakers are, but they'll figure that out. The benefit of getting the three seed is you play the six seed. If you think there's a gap between those three and six, which will be Garrett, Jack, or Dave, we'll discuss that in a second. So otherwise you're in the four or five seed. And then I think the, I think after the first round, it's reseeded. So if you're the third seed and you play the six seed and the six seed wins, I think Jared plays the lower seed no matter what. 
So we can't even forecast that what's going to happen there. But if you're the three seed and you win, you play me in the second round. If you're four or five, you play Jared. So depending on who you'd rather face, there's another you know, potential factor of where you want to end up. So of those three teams, I think I honestly fear Nate's team the most. Sandy and Burns seem to be back. And if that's the case, that three-headed monster of Burns, Sandy, and Strider is probably the top three-headed monster in the league. And with all the trades, I can't remember who is who else is on Nate's team right now to give him a lot of uh, point accumulation. But if I get if I'm facing Nate in the second round and I've got to get nine starts over a two-week period of those three guys, that's going to be hard to hard to overcome, honestly. And he's got Kyle Tucker, who I mentioned on the last podcast was like somehow quietly having an amazing season and so he's got a couple of really good point point accumulators and if O'Neill Cruz comes back that could uh throw a wild card into into uh Nate's performance and Scooter's team I will say I thought he messed up by trading Stroman and Braxton Garrett to Jack for Lars Newbar and Gavin Williams but since I said that on Nate's podcast Stroman and Garrett Stroman's been terrible and Garrett's just been middling so and Lars Nupar is like the best hitter in the league. That's hyperbole, but he has been close among the best hitters of the league the last few months. And Gavin Williams, I don't know if he'll contribute much in the playoffs this year, but long-term, he's a great asset and one of the top young pitching prospects in the game. And because I said that, Cooper will discount him. And I hope you do, Cooper. And I hope he doesn't play well for for uh, Scooter and Wes's sakes. So that's three through five. And then we've got six. So based on the grooming discussion today, for Dave to get in, he's got to go 2-0, and oh, and I think Jack has to lose at least one. If Jack goes 1-1 one and, one and Dave goes 2-0, and oh, I think Dave's in, but don't quote me on that. I do know if Garrett beats Murphy, Dave's not in. Garrett has to go 0-2 for Dave to get in. And then if Jack and Garrett tie with record, I don't remember who wins that tiebreaker. And if there's a three-way tie, Jack has the most points, so he's in. Jack, I think, is going to finish the fourth or fifth most points in the league if you miss the playoffs. If he misses the playoffs, that's a pretty rough uh, BABIP scenario for him, getting potentially fourth in total points and not being in the top six seeds. So I think that's how it goes. Of those two teams, I mean, I wouldn't face any of them as the second seed until the finals. So I think Jack has the best chance that McClanahan is hurt. So if he, if he doesn't come back, that's a huge hit because arguably the best, you know, a top three fantasy arm right now. And so if he loses him, that's tough. And then Garrett's got Darvish, who's volatile. Um, Framber, though, is coming back into form. So Garrett could be very dangerous. And Dave's proven they could be dangerous. He sold a bunch of players at the deadline, but he got, like, Jordan Lawler and a couple other good guys. Got a bunch of good prospects, and he sold a bunch of relievers. But this week he's dominating. He's putting up a ton of points. He's picked up relievers that are almost better than the guys he sold. So it shows that relieving is a skill. Like, Scooter's team dominates relief. Dave's team dominates relief. And doesn't matter. They sell. Scooter sold Miguel Bautista, the number one pitcher by far, reliever by far, and he's still the top relief. So I think relief is a skill. I mean, I I don't like it. My team doesn't have good relief pitchers, though I bought a few good guys at the deadline that have been very solid for me. So that's basically where we sit, I think. Um, oh, I got a listener question. Okay, they want to know my odds for the playoffs. I mentioned something provocative on the group the other day. I didn't get as much of a response as I thought. I said, Nate has the best chance of anyone to house the belt. And I put it at 45% and said the field has 55%. That was evocative for a reason. And I, I worded that carefully. I didn't say Nate has the best chance to win the belt. I said he has the best chance to house the belt. 
because if I win, for example, in 2020, I left it at his house all year. And that may happen again if I win. So that's why I said, how's the belt? So he's saying that's basically a joke saying if I win or Nate wins, that's 45%. So I think since me and Jared have the buy the first round, that's a huge, huge um, benefit. I think that gives us like 30% chances to win. So 60% coming from me or Jared, I'd say I have maybe 32% Jared, 28% chance. So I got the total points lead and my team's been a little hotter lately, last couple of weeks going into the playoffs. But you, I, I could see both ways. You could argue with that and put Jared even or higher. And then I think Nate comes after that probably because his team's been super hot. Um, and then Scooter and Murphy right there. And so... And then whoever gets in as a six seed, I think, could could also have pretty good odds. So if if me and Jared getting those first round buys, that's sixty percent chance. Then split the other forty percent up. You know, it's I think over ten percent for Nate, Scooter around ten percent, Murphy around ten percent, and then the six seed I would say less than ten percent. So how those are my odds going to the playoffs? I think Cooper's mathematically eliminated, we decided, because even if he goes 2-0 and and everyone else goes 0-2, like, he's going to lose a tiebreaker. So, sorry, Coop. Didn't uh, bring you up, but that's why. So, good luck in the uh, to everyone in the Constellation bracket. I think the, the benefit of not making the playoffs, so if you get the sixth seed, you're in the playoffs, you have a chance to win it all. But if you get seventh or eighth, you're guaranteed a first-round buy in the Constellation bracket, which now guarantees you a top four, four pick in the first-year player draft. And if you get in the, there's, it sounds like there's, it's a three player draft with Skeens, Cruz, and Langford. And, you know, everyone's putting those guys already in the top 10 overall prospects with Jackson Holiday, Jackson Churio, Junior Caminero, maybe the Mandalorian, but I think the Mandalorian's dropped out of the top 10. Um, we've got uh, Arizona guy Lawler. Jared thinks he's number one, but everyone else is thinking more like the eighth best prospect. So you're getting a, a high caliber prospect. And, you're getting like a seven, at least a 75% chance of getting one of those three guys. So that's a pretty good consolation for not making the playoffs. And you never know, there, there'll be some pop-up guys that come up and maybe challenge those three and make it a five or seven player draft. So, okay. So what else? Politics. Garrett's, Garrett's making the political statements right now, so I'm not going to touch on politics. He's been doing it in the group me too much. So Garrett, I ask that you tone down the politics in the group me, the political statements. Um, uh, we're not going to talk about the music. I was—I I already mentioned that at the beginning. Um, I know this is like a heavy metal crew. I'm not a heavy metal guy. I'm more of like a emo, pop, country now. And um, what other topics do we need? So other things to go into the playoffs. I mean, I think the the players that are real intriguing right now that have been hot. Um, I like to—I like seeing Andrew Abbott. Like seeing what he's doing, um, prospect-wise. Yeah, the CES director has not been performing well for me. Speaking of religion, um, so I need him to step up and start hitting bombs, or Westberg, or I need Edward Julian to keep hitting my rookies. And let's see. Otherwise, rookie of the year, I think. Uh, LED of the Cruz. I don't think he's going to win. Corbin Carroll's got it locked up in the NL. In the AL, I thought Esther Ruiz was going to have a shot, but he got hurt. Um, in the AL, who are we thinking for rookie of the year? I don't even know. Um, Cy Young's, I think it's going to be Strider probably, right? Or is his ERA not good enough? Zach Gallon has a good chance in the NL. And in the AL, what is it? 
I don't even know Garrett Cole, Shohei, Shohei Otani. We'll see. So, yeah, let me know what you think. Let me know if you agree or disagree. But I think that's, I think that's all I've got. Let me just make sure there's no listener questions in the chat room. But I think about um, two catchers. Yeah, I think we should have two catchers now that I've been. Oh, Indy Rodriguez coming up. Um, okay, so top ten, top ten prospects. Okay, I'm gonna go Jackson Holiday, Dylan Cruz, Junior Caminero, Jackson Churio, Skeens, um, Lawler. Uh, what am I missing? Those are like the top six off the top of my head, but I know I'm, I'm probably missing some, someone really good. Um, all right, well, that's it. Done. Maybe we'll, uh, if anyone wants to do a real podcast, do it. So I don't have to do this while I'm driving in traffic. It's still, I'm still in traffic. So this is actually a great way to burn some time. Um, I mentioned everyone's team, except I didn't mention Javi's team, Wes's team or um, Weston's team, but I think I mentioned every other team. So Wes, Javi, Weston, better look next year. You guys all added a lot of great players at the deadline. Um, I think, you know, next year is anyone's, anyone's game. I don't know who the clear favorite will be for next year. Um, so we'll have to see. Da 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 da